Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 5 in Edmonton, hour number 2, Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Do you want to mention... Guests and orders now receive guest certificates to Roost Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roost Chris that Oilers now sent you. Momentarily, we'll hook back up with Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, presenting the 91st running of the Canadian Derby this Sunday, September 27th. Century Mile, fan access limited, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Just before we go to spec, we're going to go to the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. Bob, uh, you sound like a homer, which you should be. <laughs> you say in one moment that the Oilers have two of the top players in the league, yet the coach should be a coach of the year candidate. Sounds like a double standard. It's not that the Oilers didn't have a number of years with uh, first-round picks and some of them number one overall. No, actually, it's not a double standard to say that the Oilers have two of the best players in the world and that Dave Tippett should have merited consideration uh, to be coach of the year. The Oilers are not deep. They lack depth. And Dave Tippett had the Oilers firmly in a playoff position. If any team had an argument about the 12-team playoff versus maybe a 10-team or, uh, you know, the 5 versus 12 scenario, it was Edmonton. I mean, they were in a great spot to claim second in the uh, division, the Pacific Division. The league had gone divisional formats, and Dave Tippett played a major part in that because he propped up a team that was devoid of depth in their bottom six forwards in particular uh, by virtue of the work that he did in the play by, uh, on the power play and on the PK. Mark Spector, do you agree or disagree with that assessment? Well, it's a good question. Um, I get the special teams argument. You know, Tippett had the best special teams in the league, uh, largely coached by assistant coaches, but he's the head man and he gets a lot of responsibility. But no, I'm... He's not my coach of the year in the whole league. You know, Glenn Sather never won that trophy, correct? 
I think he actually won it the year they didn't win the cup, uh, 85-86. I'd have to check off the top of my head. I don't think head. he ever won it because I think he fell prey to the – well, you got Gretzky and Messi and Curry. And how, you ever, how could you be coached the year? Uh, so, you know what, listen, I think all of these trophies are awesome, Bob. Yeah. You know, all of these Art Rosses and all of these hearts and the Oilers are – he won, uh, Mark, Mark you know just for one trophy that matters out there. And Drysdale talked about it yesterday. He says, "I'll give them all back. Right? I'll go. give them all back for Stanley sure. Cup. That's the trophy that matters in this town, and that's the trophy they're furthest away from." Glenn Sather won the Jack Adams in '85, '86 as the NHL's coach of the year. After the Oilers had won the two cups and then got bounced up, obviously by Calgary in seven games in a series, which at that time some pundits suggested that the Oilers were outcoached in by Bob Johnson. So there you have it. Just like we had people back in 1982, Mark, I remember saying that the owners needed to trade Grant Fear because they lost LA and he gave up too many goals. So yeah, hey, you, you know what I mean? That, that's that's that. Uh, do you buy the? Do you buy my? Here's here's a concern I have for the team next year. I'll, I'll be frank with you. Okay, I don't think they can get back to the level that they were at special teams wise. Why would I think they could get back? to having yep. the best combined special teams in 40 years. So their five-on-five five play has to get better. They have to find a couple guys to prop up their five-on-five. Five. To me, it is a little bit personnel-related. Well, I'll throw that out there right now for our listeners. They can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Knowing that it's going to be unlikely for Edmonton to match what they did on special teams this year, are you concerned about the Oilers' 5v5 play next season? Do they need to bring in better personnel if possible? Give us a rip, Texas seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Mark Spector, you have the floor. Oh yeah, they need a better. They need better depth players for sure. You know, we're always worried about. Oh, they need a top defense. Like first of all, let's talk about their defense. Their defense doesn't have a number one defenseman on it, right? They're they're a group of two through fours uh, that they're trying to make do. But they sure could use a stud back there. They do not have that player. They do not have a better defense than. The, the uh, team on the other side of the ice every second night, I don't think they do. Their defense is middle of the pack at best. So that's hurting them. They need a goalie because Koskinen can't be your number one. You know, he's okay to split the job. They better find someone to split it with, uh, and hopefully it's an upgrade on Koskinen. So, and they need death guys up front. What, what's making t- Tampa's a really good template, I think, for Oilers fans because they're very skilled and they, they – score a lot of goals and they have Hart Trophy and Art Ross Trophy candidates just like Edmonton and they play a played a open freewheeling fun to watch game. Tampa's an awesome club to watch. But how do they get better this year? How how do they get to the point where they they're in a cup playing against a really tough Dallas team and they look like they can play this game. They brought in you know, it's the depth guys that are the difference in their lineup. They brought in Barkley Goodrow. They brought in uh, Blake Como. They brought in Patty Maroon and Zach Bogosian. Those aren't big signings. Uh-huh. But they, they slot everybody in in the right place in your lineup, and they give you ability to win some games that, that aren't 5-2. Sometimes it's 2-1. I'm not saying you want 2-1 games every night, but I am saying you better be able to win 2-1 games or you're not going anywhere. And Tampa can win those games now. And I think the Oilers should watch what Tampa's doing because they got a lot of skill guys. What they need are some guys that can help them win when it's not a skill game. Mark, do you think that, look, they got swept in four straight games by Columbus last year. Yep. So was Tampa Bay an unmitigated disaster or is it hard to win? 
Well, it's both. No, they weren't an unmitigated disaster. They were still a good team. But Julian Brisbaugh, the general manager, took a long look at what he had there, right? Took a long yep. look at what he had. And he said, I'm not blowing this up, but I need to make some changes. And they yep. brought in, well, I just talked about who they brought in, and I think he made the right changes, don't you? All right, so they had a they had a Vesna Trophy caliber goaltender who had an 8.60 save percentage against Columbus. They didn't have Victor Hedman in that series, and their top three forwards, who are great forwards, all 90 plus point guys a year ago, terrific, got nothing done, got nothing, done. nothing, and they lost in four. Uh, and and there was no pandemic, and they weren't playing a team that had seasoned veteran champions like Chicago. Does that change how we look? When you think of it that way, and now you're seeing, like, the orders were not as good this year as Tampa Bay was last. Not even close. Edmonton was a, an 8 through 12 team most of the season. Tampa Bay was one of the best teams in the last 20 years in the NHL yep. and, got, and got completely shut down against Columbus, a team that had never won a playoff series, Mark. It's interesting, isn't it, in terms of, and, and you know the other thing that happened there, Mark? I'll I'll throw this at you. That no one their top guys didn't get buried there. They didn't. Did they? I mean it's a different market. It's the difference between playing in Tampa and playing in Edmonton. In Edmonton, you know, you don't win, you're gonna get criticism. Even when the team isn't deep enough, even when the general manager comes in and says, I need a couple of years here to put my plan together because he's gotta run some money off. So which brings us to another point. Did you see Brian Burke? Uh, did hold you... on, hold on, hold on. Let's deal with the last point first. Uh, did their stars get... Their stars didn't get buried there at Tampa. But here's a quote from John Cooper that he just said an hour ago. Okay. okay? And the, the, the topic was, the question was, what, how do they get past their issues? How do they get to the point where they can play this type of hockey now? He said, we used to be a team that wasn't good enough to beat you 3 nothing. We had to beat you 9 nothing. So we had to change that attitude. Right? He said, if you play that way, especially this time of year, bad things are going to happen. Experience and being humbled can write a ship. I believe last year's experience, we're seeing the fruits of that awful setback last spring. What's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over? This is John Cooper talking, okay? He says, we needed an attitude adjustment, and it starts with your stars. The guys that are used to putting the pucks in the net. He said, look at Nikita Kucherov. He's getting beat up in game two, and he came back to set up a couple power play goals. He said, when your top guys understand, listen, Bob, when your top guys understand that it's about what you keep out of your net and not what you put into their net, good things will happen, and that's what's gone on so far here. All right, Mark. There's no question they improved the depth of their team. That's the and giving their team a different look. What was Nikita Kucherov doing in uh, game number one when he was thirty feet outside his own blue line, goal sucking on a play, looking for a stretch pass from Hedman, and opened up a spot for the defenseman to walk in Alexiak and bury and kill Tampa Bay in that game that night? Is that so? So it's a reason. It's a reason. No, 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 no. You brought the quote up because Tampa Bay is coming off a win, but. Nikita Kucherov is the same. Here's here's the thing. Players, on a game-by-game -game basis, the guys that play the most have a higher ability to influence the game both positively and negatively. So Kucherov showed great character last night. He battled through it. They, Dallas was undisciplined, and Tampa Bay got the jump in the game, and he got involved in a couple uh, of plays, one on the power play, at least maybe two on the power play, uh, to impact the game. And he's playing hurt. I'm going to give you that right now. I know he's hurt. Like uh, He's gotten it out, right? I like, and the other thing is, how many years in are we talking here for Stamkos and Hedman? 
10 and 11 years in, right? It takes time, but you got to build your team up to support it so you have a wave. So I would partially agree with you on your point, partially. It's John Cooper's point. Right, that's but it, Cooper saying that. I, I know, but it reaffirms your position dating back to when Edmonton got knocked out. That your star players got to understand defense, and the counter to that would be, your star players produced. You got to build a better team, and the orders aren't there yet in terms of building the better team. And you know what? We know Dry Settle and McDavid know that they're going to have to continue to improve in understanding the. Uh, I'll throw this at you, Spec. Okay. Is this Tampa Bay team? Is it easier to sell that message without Stamkos in the lineup? Oh, I don't know. I, I think they've done this all. Listen, they got punted out in the first round last year, four straight by Columbus, and they took a long look at who they were. And sure, they've been near the top of this thing for a long time. That's a good program in Tampa. They've been yep. knocking on the door of the Eastern Conference Finals here for like five years or whatever it is. They're they're ready to win. You know, more so than the Dallas Stars. Even Rick Bonus would tell you that. So, you know, they're ready to listen to solutions. They're ready to sacrifice whatever needs to be sacrificed here because all of those guys, and they've got better players. They've got a Victor Hedman. they got Vasilevsky. they got great uh-huh, like, It's uh-huh. a better team. There's no yes. question. Of, no one's saying it's not a better team. But my point is, John Cooper's point is, even with a, great, with a team as good as Tampa, if your star guys don't figure out that it's about what you keep out of your net instead of what you put in their net, you can't win. Even with Tampa's lineup, you can't win, right? So I would say that with the Oilers lineup, it's truly imperative that everybody figures out that beating you 3 nothing's good. You don't need to beat you 9 nothing here. I, I believe... First of all, I don't think they have the type of team that can consistently beat anybody by outscoring them because they're not deep enough. They've got to improve the depth. They've squandered assets. I'm the one that works for OEG. I'm telling you that right now. The organization squandered assets. It's affected the depth of this team. And that's something that Ken Holland's going to have to build up. Uh, I'll circle back to the goaltending. Tampa, as great a team as they have, they're, they got a, a Vezina Trophy candidate year in, year out in goal. He yep. puts up an 860 in goal. They ain't winning. And the Oilers had an 860 in goal between the two guys that played against Chicago. And Corey Crawford won one period of the entire series, and that was enough in a short, and again, Mark, in a short series where we hadn't played hockey for four and a half months against a veteran team that knew how to win, and educate some younger players. It's just, there's, there, I, I guess it's all about where you're associating the blame. All right, I want to, let's see how much time we have here. I want to take a quick timeout, and then we're going to get to something else that works to Tampa's advantage and may not work to Canadian teams' advantage. We'll see whether or not that's a cop-out or a legit factor. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Bob Stoffer with you in Oilers Now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 120 in Edmonton, quick text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Former defenseman Mark. It's quite the handle. Bob, Mark Spector's commentary is the exact opposite of what the Oilers were in this year's playoffs. The Oilers' best were their best players. The Oilers' star players are not the problem. The defense was crap, says former defenseman Mark. As a former non-NHL defenseman, I wouldn't have made the levels of mistake they made in the series against the Hawks. The D cost them the series, I know, from former defenseman Mark. 
Mark, I, hey, to me, they're all in it together. They lost collectively as a team. Uh, but thanks for the text. All right, Specs, switch and focus. Here we go. Switch and focus. Brian Burke on Saturday night during the second intermission of Game 1 of the series talked about the fact that Canadian teams haven't won a Stanley Cup and said taxes. He brought up a illustration in a, a board, a chart, between the difference $5 million in Toronto versus $5 million in Vegas, take-home difference of about half a million per year. Said as a manager in Toronto, he had to spend a million more per to get guys. Mark, is this an excuse or is this a reality of the situation that Canadian teams face? Uh, it's a little bit of both. You know, I think there's a lot of things out there. M money talks. You know, I would say the addendum here is Alan Walsh immediately went on a Twitter rampage talking about ways that Canadian players can save money, retirement compensation agreements, and changing tax reform, things like that. So I'm not an accountant. I'm not going to play one here, Bob. Uh, but yes, in the tax-free states, if you can tell a player he's taking, home home, taking more money home, that's one thing. You know what? nicer weather that's another thing you know what some guys don't want to live in the states these days that's one on our side right so all markets are not equal well, well uh, markets Ber are not equal Berkey brought that up in the second part of the quote he talked about the fact that there's some changes that have occurred Canada's handling of the situation of COVID's better Canada's safer uh, he even <laughs> he even brought up uh, the attitude towards global warming, Mark, and yep. fires and those sort of things in places right. like California. Uh, I personally believe that, it, well, I, I know for a fact because I've had people reach out connected to key free agents that Edmonton's more attractive now than it was even five years ago. Uh, a lot of guys got a chance to be in the Oilers dressing room that were here in the Edmonton bubble. Oh, and the Oilers don't just have one Hart Trophy winner. They have two. Do you, well, think, do you think it gets easier for Ken Holland right now? It, you know what? And it, One thing that's out there, the, the cap is going to help. The flat cap will help teams like Edmonton because there's just not as much choice out there right now for players. There's going to be all kinds of teams, and most of the teams in, the, in a lot of Sunbelt locations, Bob, are going to have... Um, imposed self-imposed caps, you know. So that helps Edmonton. Edmonton's in a hockey town, and they they'll play to the cap every year here. So that's one good thing. Listen, here's what the, the only thing that here's what hurts Edmonton. And I'm born and raised in this town, so I can say it. Winter sucks here. It's cold and it's long. And when a uh, when a free agent moves towns, Bob, it's the wife has a lot to say about it, as she should. If you were to leave town and take a job, any of our listeners, if you're going to a new city, your wife would have a say in the conversation. Well, they do in hockey, too. And when, when the husband gets on a trip to go down to California for 10 days and play all those teams or to Texas or somewhere nice, guess what? The wife stays at home here in February with the kids. So the, the weather here, we can't get around. You know, that's just, that's just the way it is here. So I think what I've always said, Bob, and I'll stick with it, the Oilers need to have a good enough team so that the free agent says to his wife, honey, we're going to Edmonton because I'm going to win a Stanley Cup up there. If you're just coming here to play hockey and the wife's going to freeze, they'll pick somewhere else to play hockey. If they can win a Stanley Cup in Edmonton because Holland builds a team that looks like it can do that, you'll get any free agent that you need. As it's turned out, Mark, the weather over the course of the last two months – from like August first on, it's not going to hurt. Like, it's not going to help. It's not going to help. Uh, it's not going to help. Does you, players, you don't think players go somewhere else in the summer, Bob? 
right? No, 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 no. How many no, guys no, live no. in Edmonton in June and July and August? Mark, my point is we've had 12 NHL. Well, no, we've had 14 different teams here. Yep. Right? 14 different teams have come in here in August and September, and guys are going, Jesus, that hasn't been that bad. I, and, yeah, but and, and, they don't and they, live here in August and September. I know, but right? it's Connor McDavid in town right now. He's I not think, in town right now. Mark, I think there's a perception that guys think it's like tuck to yuck tuck nine months of the year when that's not yeah, the maybe. case, right? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, well, you know what? You're you're entitled. You have the what did John Short used to say? You sir have the democratic right to be wrong. So, <laughs> and you and, and you often are. So it's one one in the series. Who wins this thing? Dallas or uh, Tampa? Oh. It's going to go a ways, you know. They're in that struggle, Bob. We've watched this. Everyone watches this. They're struggling over who gets to dictate how we're going to play this series, right? Dallas wants to play one way. Tampa wants to play another way. Uh, I think that Tampa might be able to beat Dallas in a, you know, in a bit of a back alley game. I don't think Dallas, if this thing opens up, can play with Tampa, but... That's what where we're at right now. They played game one Dallas's way. They played a bunch of game two Tampa's way. And, you know, that's who's going to win the series. Whoever can dictate how we're doing this thing. If there's lots of power play time, Tampa wins, right? If we're playing 2-1 hockey and we're gutting it out, probably Dallas wins. So let's see, you know, which way you think it's going to go. Who's going to win the tug of war? I had Tampa Bay to win the series in five games. I'm surprised through the first two games how Dallas has looked. Yeah. Like they, they, I know they got pinned twenty-two to two shots on goal in game one, nah, but they were in control. They were in control. I'll give you that. I'm with you. Yeah. They were in Sword control. Effect. They were in control of that game. And you know what? Last night, uh, they had their looks, man. When it was three-two, like they oh, got yeah. that. They were. I thought they were done at three nothing, and instead, they kind of hung around a bit. And that's kind of what they've done all year in the playoffs, Mark. Yep. I'm just going to throw this at you. Edmonton had a, more points than Dallas. We're marginal percentage points behind. You know, could have maybe Edmonton should have been there instead of Dallas in that four hole. Dallas did took some games in that round robin to get going. Right, they were down two one to the Flames. Uh, could have been down three one. Scored with 12 seconds left to four, to tie the series up two two. Then they get Colorado. If they play Colorado in a traditional playoff, that's who they would have played two versus three. With Colorado healthy, there's no way I think that uh, Dallas wins that series. Sorry, I you know, right. There's to me, I'm and then even against Vegas, they got played by Vegas in t- at times. But I'm starting to think Dallas might be a team of destiny. Mark, that's where I'm going. Well, there's two things here. Jacques Lemaire I used to say in the playoffs, you need injury luck for your team and injury luck for the other team. <laughs> so that was how they got past Colorado. I'll give you that. Uh, but here's what I think Dallas did that maybe a guy should write about at some point. You know, Dallas didn't score any goals all year, right, Bob? You know, they yep. were, what were they? They were second best defensive team, about 26 best offensive team. Yeah. So Rick Bonus really had to reinvent how, what they're going to do to score some goals here. And what he did over the break and coming into this new playoffs, he freed up his defensemen more than any coach I've seen in a long time. You know, who's setting up that overtime goal in Game 7 against Andre, Colorado? Andre yeah. Sacro. Yeah, sitting in his office behind the other team's net. Uh, Jamie Alexiak. Five goals. Five goals. Five right. goals for Alexiak. Yeah, he had a five-goal season once in his career. That's a whole regular season. So what they've – and, and they've, the, I guess the difference between Dallas and Eminem is, Bob, like Sacro, okay, Alexiak, okay, they're not great offensive players. 
but they do have the offensive guns on their back end. Yeah. John Klingberg is a better player in this series so far than Miro Heiskanen, in my opinion. Uh, and Heiskanen is a fabulous player who's going to win more than one Norris Trophy. So they've freed those defensemen up to score points, join rushes, to make things happen offensively. If Dave Tippett did that with his team, he doesn't have the same bullets in his gun that Rick Bonus has. Is that fair? At this time. But you know what, Dallas, Dallas didn't necessarily have that three or four years ago and came up a little short and their team progressed and matured and Heiskanen became the guy. Maybe two or three years from now we're talking about the maturation of a Bouchard and Broberg looking yep. at a different Oilers team as well because they've got players that can make plays like that. Mark, we appreciate your time as always. That was fun chat, Bobby. We'll talk to you again. Al May coming up at 135. Off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.